Good day, peace, love, and light to you all, supreme beings. Welcome to another episode with me, your host, Mathix Mashangu. Remember that this is season three. We are on episode four. Oh, today I have a great lineup for you people. I'm calling it a lineup, even though it's just one being. But the way that this being is so aligned, we are not only going to be talking to them, we're going to be talking to his whole lineage back to the source. So before we get into that, I want to just tell you that you can follow me on on, on my Instagram. You can find me on Instagram if you want to follow me. Uh, you could find me at mathix underscore 13. Or you could also follow me on Twitter at mathix Mashangu. That's M-A-T-H-I-C-S-M-A-H-L-A-N-G-U. You can also follow me at Mathix Mashangu on YouTube, where you can catch other videos that I do there. So now, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about something very powerful. And I just want to let you know how it is that this conversation came up or this topic. So a few days ago, my girlfriend asked me, she said, babe, please tell me about the hero's journey again. And after I spoke to her about it, something from within me was like, hey, make a podcast about this, because if your girl is asking you, then you can be sure that a whole bunch of other people around the world would also benefit from this. And this is going to be a very special episode because our first guest was a very adept master in astrology. And even the guest that I have tonight, which some of the questions I have pertaining to the hero's journey have a little bit to do with astrology, but this is not going to be a show about astrology, but he's also an adept at that. So Without wasting any time, this conversation today is going to be about something that is known as the hero's journey. Every soul on the planet is basically going through a journey. A journey on a personal level, on a family level, on a collective, on a race level, and on a universal level. There's generally what they would call the 12 steps. You could break them down to eight steps, or you could even break them down to four. But I'm going to just basically just tell you the 12 steps and one thing i want you to do ladies and gentlemen is to google and research everything that you hear from me i don't just want you to believe everything i say just because my voice might sound amazing to you you know like oh this guy has a pretty good way of putting things or if you were late you're like oh he has a very nice voice i don't just want you to believe me because of my voice no we need discernment in this century we need discernment we need people to be able to discern things and look up things, question everything and question everybody. So Google The Hero's Journey, everything, every other podcast that you hear from Plametti, who is my guest tonight, the emotionally honest one. You have to research everything that everyone of us are saying. Don't just take our word for it. Don't just take our word for it. So now let's get into The Hero's Journey. I'm going to give you the 12 basic steps that they would say that the hero goes through so the first step would be where the hero is basically experiencing the ordinary world so that would be the first step the first step the hero is experiencing the ordinary world after that there's the second step which they call the call to adventure so now there's a call oh my word there's a call there's something that calls you it could be personal 
spiritual, it could be a business, it could be anything, but there's a call to adventure. This is not only based on spiritual things, it could be ordinary things throughout the day you go throughout the hero's journey. So then there's the refusal to the call. There's a refusal to the call where most people end. They're like, nope, I'm not going to take this call. So those particular people decide to do what? To stay in the ordinary world. But those who accept it now go to the fourth stage, which is what? Meeting a mentor. So that's when they meet somebody who will guide them throughout their long journey or somebody who will give them tips that they will use throughout the journey. And then there is the stage of, crossing the threshold there's another stage of of the tests now that's where you meet allies and enemies and then there is the stage they call the approach that's when you're approaching the whole point of that journey which is in this stage which is called what the ordeal or death and rebirth so that's that stage death and rebirth or the ordeal after that, there is the reward or the, what they call the season of the sword. So you basically get your reward after you go through the death and rebirth. And after that, there's the road back. Then there's the resurrection. And then there's the return with the elixir or the return with the gift. Now, having given you or me now having given you these foundations or these steps of what the hero's journey is, I'm going to call on, ladies and gentlemen, a very powerful brother of mine that I had to have here. Because when I asked the ancestors, they said, no, the best person to have here on this particular episode, and this is the topic that you should be talking about, is Plamedi. So I'm going to right now call on Plamedi. And brother, when you come on, please just introduce yourself to the people introduce your podcast tell them where they can find you tell them what it is that you do and we could get into the show after all of the details that you give welcome to the show brother Plamedi. hey hey it's nice to be here it's a nice to be here i'm i'm honored i'm always honored to have a conversation with you you know that um, <laughs> um, like, so for the people who don't know me, yes, my name is Plametti. That's Plametti Matenda. Um, I am a shaman and I am a Renaissance man. So a Renaissance man is a multidisciplinary artist. Um, I am called the God of arts. I'm called many things, but, um, I'm a Renaissance man and I am a shaman by trade. I do have a podcast called the emotionally honest one, where it is all about being emotionally honest because it's something that we need more in the collective consciousness so we can really seek the truth on how to elevate our being. Um, mm. I'm also on Instagram, on Twitter. You can find me at Plamedi, P-L-A-M-E-D-I 100. And that's my Instagram. And that's the best way to keep in contact with me. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you for that, ladies and gentlemen. So you heard the details. You can go find Plamedi on all the networks that he just gave you, the social media networks or platforms, if you call them that, where you could go interact with him. So now, without wasting any time, brother man, the ancestors mm. told me that on this particular Thursday, on Thor's day, <laughs> love that, love that. <laughs> I must talk to Plumedi about the hero's journey. So my first question is brother to you mm -hmm. in your experience whether it could be physical 
through personal experience or whether it's through research or both. I love mm-hmm. talking to you because you are a man of both. Not only do you <laughs> give me something that you read, but you somebody who experiences this. So I'm scratch mm-hmm. those first two. I want the both. What right. is the hero, my brother? Tell the oh. people. Tell yeah. me what the hero's journey. That's that's deep. Um, the hero's journey is really the journey of the soul. That's what it really is. If you get to the core of it, um, every single soul that's incarnate on this planet or any planet, it really doesn't matter, goes through this cyclical journey known as the hero's journey. Um, there's a man named Joseph Campbell. He's a beautiful man. He wrote about the hero's journey. If you really want to know more like in-depth information on it, I really, really highly recommend listening to Joseph Campbell. He has a book called The Hero's Journey, and he talks about the archetypes that are in the hero's journey and everything that goes on with it. Um, the, the easiest way that I like to explain the hero's journey to people is that it's your soul relearning to fall in love with itself again. And mm. the best way to go through that process is through what we would call like back in ancient Egypt, like the alch- alchemical process. So mm. that alchemical process comes from gold. Like, you know, like when you have gold, you have to take out all the impurities of gold and it has to go through the fires. And that's how you're able to get gold. So it's the same thing with your soul. Your soul is already pure. It's the gold inside you. Your character is the embodiment of the gold that is within you. So it must go through challenges, adversities, and moments of trials and error to really understand what it's truly made out of. Because you are always gold. But it's like you must right? But you must understand that like you are worthy of being gold. So God puts you through these journeys. So you understand that I am indeed worthy of what I've always been. And that's the uh, hero's journey. Oh uh, man, I love talking to you because <laughs> my first question to you was going to be that, why is the hero's journey such a universal theme? And you answered it just by saying without <laughs> hearing the question that, yo, no, the hero's journey is basically a journey of the soul where the soul learns to fall in love with itself again. Yeah. So the hero's journey is, is universal, basically. You 100%. Basically just, ah, ah. So now scratch that question because you just answered it, brother man. But I have a question. This, I re- and, and I think this is the main question for the night because oh, I have okay. it. I, I, this, this is the question that, like, even I wanted to know your opinion on it. Or it's not even a question. Let me just phrase it. Brother okay. man, can you please, you being an adept, someone who, when I think of astrology or I have things that, let's say I'm studying about first house, second house, or my moon is in that, I can get the basics. But whenever I want an opinion of somebody who I know, is, did not just only learn it from reading books, but someone who came with the knowledge from past life experiences, I think about you. So now I want you to relate the hero's journey for the people and myself to astrology. How does the hero and astrology relate, brother? Oh, man, this is deep. This is beautiful. This is deep. Oh, man. Okay, so... 
Um, oh man, okay, I'm gonna try my best. I hope I get everything in order. <laughs> I wish I had my it's like, okay. Hey. And please take take your time here, brother. Like take take your time as long as it's gonna go through clear to the people, go for it. Okay. Awesome. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna try to go in order then. Okay, so the hero's journey is reflected through the zodiacs in, in the most beautiful way. There's a study about this actually called Astro Theology, which talks about how the Bible is really about the zodiac signs. I think Mathix has talked a bit about it in his in his mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Um, so let's start with the most easiest way. So the first zodiac sign is Aries, and Aries mm-hmm. is the head, but in, in astrology, it's the first, which means that it's the self which is why most Aries that you meet are very Mm. self-centered, not Mm. selfish, but just self-centered. It's because they understand that this incarnation that they have is about themselves. Mm. So I'm going to explain that first so people understand a little bit more. Your sun sign is your expression. And you have to remember that your expression is who you are on this planet. It's the whole reason why you came here. You have to remember that you came here to have a human experience and not a human knowing. It's not enough to know because if you just knew, you would just stay in the astral realm and you would have just stayed there. But you came here to experience. So whatever particular uh, zodiac sign your sun sign is, is what you're meant to come here to experience, what you wanted to experience the most. So... For Aries, the first one, it's about the self. They're the youngest in the Zodiac. It's the baby of the Zodiac. They're the least emotionally mature ones of the Zodiac. They're still the child. So Aries is also like a natural born leader. So again, it's that hero. It starts with Aries. Now, as Aries progresses, he eventually grows up and becomes Taurus. And Taurus is the bull. But Taurus is also Venus, which is love. And every man knows here that nothing is going to mature you more than love itself. Mm. So you start, the the Aries grows in love, which is Taurus, grows in love and matures and finds himself. And that love can be love of self, love through another woman or another man or however it goes. But love, even even love for the adventure itself, but love Mm -hmm. will mature the being. Then from there, it gets really interesting because it goes into Gemini, which is what I talk about, that alchemical process, because mm-hmm. then the split duality, which is why Gemini is the twin, seeps in. So that duality is the ego and the higher self. So mm-hmm. okay. Mathix talked about like the mentor. You have an internal mentor within you as well, and that's the higher self. So what happens is that with Gemini, in that middle portion is that duality confrontation between your old programming and the new programming that you're about to head into. And this is why I tell this to spiritual people all the time. Whenever you catch yourself kind of slipping up on, on things that you used to do as you're becoming more spiritually in tune, have patience with yourself. You're fighting off your old programmings that you used to have. And that's the Gemini. Mm. Right. So that's 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 Gemini. Then Gemini eventually, when it learns to accept itself and accept its being, it becomes the cancer, which is the fourth one. So with cancer, cancer is the home. But the real original symbol of the cancer was not the crab. 
it was the scarab. So mm. the scarab is the original symbol of life. Um, I forgot the name. I always forget the name of like this this particular organ in the body. It's called a thyroid. Thyroid. I don't know, but I always forget. By the throat. But it's, yeah, it's by the throat, and the yeah, best way to yeah. exactly it's, it's, yeah, it's the thyroid. Yeah, it's the thyroid. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so it's like if you vibrate that thyroid, if you just go, hmm, you can feel it in your throat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that helps with activation in your body. It helps you align yourself. It makes sure that your energy wheels are spinning because cancer rules the subconscious. Yes, but cancer also rules the emotional body. People have to remember, and this is a great thing that um, I've came here to remind people is that First, you have to desire something before you can enact your will upon it. So Mm. people are in this generation where they have learned to favor their mental body before their emotional body. We think Mm. that, oh, if so, that guy's emotional. So he he just doesn't get life. And it's like, Mm. no, that guy's probably a lot more in tune than you are because he's more honest than you are. So... Mm. (laughs) It's the same thing with the Gemini. So let's go back to the Gemini. So the Gemini is the twins, right? So it's that split duality. It's that confrontation. It's like, ah, should I go back to my old way? Should I accept the new life? It's that battle. But I love how I love, sorry Mm -hmm. to disturb you. I love how you just subconsciously dropped the emotionally honest one there in your last. I'm dead. I'm dead. You, You literally said it unconsciously where you spoke about emotions and mentality and saying that somebody is emotional, so they think of him like, ah, this person doesn't know how to connect to life. And then you said, no, this person could be a little bit more honest. I'm like, hey, Plumetti, are you trying to make us follow the emotion? <laughs> trying to put a little plug in there? Yeah, yeah. I saw you. I saw, yeah. I saw what you myself did there. I saw, I, I saw that Gemini between, between your higher self and the lower self. <laughs> All right, bro. This is amazing. Please continue. Okay, so yeah, so like in that Gemini phase again, it's that fight between the ego and and the higher self. Now, when you are emotional, the beautiful thing about emotions is that emotions are like children, which is why children are so wise because emotions are always honest, always honest. Mm-hmm. Your emotions never lie to you. When you're angry, you're truly angry. When you're happy, you're truly happy. Your emotions never lie to you. So your emotions are actually one of the first basis of honesty and truth that you have. Mm. So for, it goes from Gemini, which is that split duality, into you finally getting into cancer, which is the fourth one, which is all about truth and honesty, emotional the honesty. Home. Because home. Yeah, exactly. The home and you being actually being able to be comfortable in your skin. Now, this is where it gets interesting, because once you have that real emotional honesty and you're able to be at home within yourself and accept yourself, you move into Leo, which is the fifth Mm. one. Now, Leo Leo presents the heart, right? I think Leo is the heart. Yes, Leo is the heart and Leo is the sun. So the sun shines. Um, The best way that I look to look at it is sun in French is soleil. Soul, S-O-L. In, yeah. And in Latin, the word for sun is soul, S-O-L. So mm. they, un- they understood that at the end of the day, you shine from within. And that's what Leo is. Uh-oh. And that's why if you meet 
most Leos, they're highly intuned beings. Even if they're not spiritual, they just, the veil doesn't affect them as much as everybody else because they shine mm. through the veil. Mm. So, brother, brother, wait, wait, wait. You, you, yeah. you, you, you mentioned, you mentioned astrotheology, which I also spoke about. So, could that, oh my word, bro, could that, the Leo's heart, Leo is the sun, right? That's what you yes. just said. So yes. could that be why they call where we are located in the galaxy the solar system? Ooh, bars, yes, because we circle around the sun, yes. Oh, soul, sun, soul. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Jesus so, so, is like the sun himself. Jesus is a Leo, but... Oh, okay, okay. Think okay, about it, continue. because Jesus always points to the heart. To the heart, the flaming heart. Mm-hmm. Jesus is Leo, and that's why the 12 apostles always gather around Jesus. Ah, oh, poetry snaps. Please continue on, brother man, continue on. Okay, so now you get into Leo, and Leo is the sun. It's Again, it's enlightenment. It's the knowing. It, 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 li- it lives in the light. It does not live in darkness. So that's you going from the fourth house, which is emotional honesty and learning to embrace yourself and moving into your destiny. Once you start moving into your destiny, the sun comes out to reward you and shine on you because you are now doing and following your calling. Anybody who has gone through the spiritual journey has understood that as soon as you go through the dark night of the soul and you've completed it, you start shining. Your vibration is different. Your interactions are different. I love what you just said, because even in in the beginning of the program, when I just laid out those 12 steps as to what the hero's journey is, after Mm -hmm. the ordeal or the death, there's the reward or the Mm -hmm. season of the sword. Oh, I see. I see, brother. You're relating to your man. Thank you, ancestors. I see see why the ancestors said, have permitted (laughs) on... For the heroes, I see them. I see the intelligence. Please, brother, continue on. Continue on. Yeah. Um. One thing that I've always loved about the Greeks that they were very intelligent. In Greek mythology, heaven is found in hell. Heaven is Ulysses, and for you to get oh. to Ulysses, you had to go through Hades. Mm. And I always loved that the Greeks understood that very well. They understood that heaven was indeed found within hell itself. So. Let's, let's move on from Leo. So then we go, and this is the beautiful, oh, I love how astrology is set. So <laughs> Leo, Leo goes and is the sun, right? So it's finally you, you understanding your destiny. You finally understand, okay, I'm ready for it. And now you move on into the sixth house, which is purpose, and that's Virgo. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, Virgo is the only being in all of the zodiac that is divine because it is the angel so oh yeah yeah it's the only it's the virgin mary it's the angel it's the only if you look at all the zodiac signs it's the only one that's a being and it's a divine being oh also also talk to us also about why it's purpose continue on brother man oh i'm getting there so um the reason why it's purpose is because the ultimate purpose of humanity is service to others. Mm. You are here to serve others. You could be the biggest dictator in the world. At the end of the day, you still have to serve your people, regardless if you care about them or not, because you need them. So Mm. 
every purpose that there is on this planet, even if it's service for self, is truly just service to other. So Virgo is purpose. And that's why the sixth house rules health. It rules medicine. And it rules, um, it also rules like the stomach, which is why like Virgos can have like stomach issues and stuff like that too. But the biggest thing about that is that Virgo or the virgin is you ascending, which is why you became the angel again. So fifth house is the sun, right? The sun is enlightenment. Once you reach enlightenment, for those who understand about the ascension process, once you reach enlightenment, what's the next phase? You ascend. So it's the exact same thing that happens. When you go from the fifth house, which is Leo, you go into the sixth house, which is the angel, which is your ascension process. And that ascension process is where you get put into the realms of the gods, which is the Jesus, the Buddhas, and everybody else. Plumedi, wait. Plumedi, wait. My eyes, my eyes eyes right now are teary because <laughs> oh my god wait i have a question i know I, okay you are by virgo so i'm not gonna forget you you're still talking to us about virgo right. you right. said something and i want to ask you something that pertains to me you said virgo you are entering the ascension right yes. brother man in my life in my own personal life my ascendant in astrology is in Virgo. Oh, wow. See, that's perfect. Yeah, you understand Talk the purpose of life. When you said ascension and then Virgo, I'm like, wait, isn't my ascendant in Virgo? Just just quickly, wow. just go astray and talk <laughs> to me. That? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you like a quick little 30-second run, then I'll get back to it. Um, please, Basically, please. like, having your ascendant in virgo means that like um ascendant is also how you appear but it's also your purpose and your life path on this planet so mm -hmm. your life path within this uh, within this journey within this incarnation is to serve others and mm -hmm. it's actually mm -hmm. what brings you joy it's naturally what brings you joy and it's also what's going to make you uh it's what makes your soul feel at ease and fulfilled is service to others so mm -hmm. Michael Jackson was a Virgo, and it's the best way to kind of explain this. Michael Jackson was a Virgo, and he spent all his time and money trying to always do as much as he can for people. That's why his music videos were so crazy. That's why his concerts were like crazy lifelike. It was just like you felt like you were in a different world because mm -hmm. he understood that even though I'm Michael Jackson, the only thing that I can truly do for people is to be there for them. So oh, that is that is what it really means to have an ascendant in Virgo is understanding okay. that you are a healer um, for the people. It's all about service to, to others. Service to others. Okay, brother, man. Oh, continue on, continue on. Oh, okay. oh wow. So th this is beautiful because now we go from uh, um, Virgo, which is the sixth one, and now we go into Libra, which is the scales. And I love this mm -hmm. right here because Virgo to Libra is such a beautiful thing. And it shows, again, how like there is layers of duality because Virgo also, I mean, I mean, Libra also represents Ma'at. So mm -hmm. it represents, uh, for people who don't know what Ma'at is, is that when you go into the underworld in Egyptian mythology, you would be met with Anubis and Thoth and they would have a feather in your heart that would be placed on the scales. And if your heart was lighter than a feather, remember that angels have feathers. If your heart 
was lighter than a feather, then you would be able to go into heaven. So Ooh. Virgo mm. is that that higher self, you could call it, is the higher self within you, which judges you. I, I say this all the time. Judgment Day is not going to be based on a God that's going to come up in the sky. You will judge yourself on Judgment Day. Mm. You know mm. what you've done. You know everything that you have to do. Nobody else will judge you but you. So it's mm. the exact same thing that the Zodiac has always understood is that Virgo, which is the feather, is it will give one of its feathers, again, service to other. It will give one of its feathers to the underworld, which is that Libra scales thing, so that the higher self may weigh its mortal heart against the higher self. And if it wins, then it will succeed. The perfect mm. way to confirm this is that the eighth house is Scorpio. So mm. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, which is the underworld. So Scorpio is all about death and rebirth. So mm. that process of death and rebirth is exactly what you're going through on a metaphysical level. So now that Virgo has given its feathers to Libra, Libra weighs the scale between the higher self and the mortal heart, or what people will call the ego, if you want to call it that. But it's the mm -hmm. higher self and the mortal heart. Now, Scorpio eats that heart and destroys it. So the only thing that you're left with is the feather. So you can mm. no longer go back to who you used to be. So... Hmm. Now, that process of elimination is um, what you can call the death and rebirth. Because with Scorpio, especially with me having like a strong Scorpio placement, I understand intimately that when death happens, you don't get to go back. And that's why I, I was talking to you about it. And I was telling people, I say, spiritual people, if you're thinking about becoming uh, or, or, or relearning how to become a spiritual being, I'm going to have a disclaimer. Like when I write a book, I'm going to write a disclaimer on my book that says, hey, once you read this, you cannot go back to how you used to be. So if mm. you want to slack off and you want to not do the work, do not read this. Because once mm. you read this, your reality matrix will change forever and you cannot mm. go back. You can't go back. You, you can't you go back. <laughs> You can't be like Cypher in 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 the Matrix when he went to Smith, Agent Smith, and he's like, mm. "I want I want to plug back into the Matrix. I want to eat meat, even though I know it's an illusion. Make me a rich person." <laughs> so I remember when I watched the Matrix, Cypher was mad at, at Morpheus because he's like, "Morpheus told us that he was going to give us the truth, but then the truth shocked him so much that he actually wanted to go back." So what you're telling mm. the people is that. Uh, once they know something, they can't go back, and then, which exactly. is true. Exactly, exactly, one hundred percent. What's what's once has been made light can never be taken out again, ever. And that's Ooh. why Scorpio is such a Scorpio rules discernment, right? Because I love that you were talking about discernment in the beginning of the episode. Um, mm -hmm. Scorpio rules discernment, and it rules uh, the cutting of the veil. So that's exactly what it does, Scorpio. Because it cuts through the veil, it allows you to see through the reality matrix that you've been encumbered by in before. So for the for the hero, that was the old life that he was living, thinking that, oh, I'm just a regular person. 
I don't really have a purpose. It's just cool if I kick it with my family. That's all I yeah. have to do. <laughs> uh-huh. So Scorpio is the one that comes in like, like Hades. You know, Hades is the god of the underworld. And Hades is not a nice person. He, he's a mm. kind person, but he's not a nice person. Those mm-hmm. are very two different things. People need to understand the difference between kind and nice. It's as a good being, you're supposed to be kind. Nice mm. is an adjective. I have mm. nice headphones. You have nice hair. It's an adjective. Mm. It's not a personality. So Hades is kind. And because he is kind to you, he will make you see what you do not see within yourself. And that's Scorpio. Ooh. Ooh, so okay. that's, that's the eighth house. Now, the eighth house goes into the ninth house. And I believe, no, that's not Capricorn. What's the ninth house? Sagittarius. 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 Okay. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so perfect. Okay. Sagittarius is literally known in astrology as the hero. Literally known as the hero. They are the person. Are you telling me that Sagittarius is the theme for our podcast today? Why is Sagittarius the hero? Talk to us about this. This is so perfect. Like, it, it makes so much sense. Oh, my God. I love this. I'm, I'm glad that I, I got to re- refresh my mind on this again. Um, so Sagittarius is the hero. And the reason why Sagittarius is the hero is because Sagittarius is the archer. Um, Sagittarius represents a, um, a member in Greek mythology. Oh, my God. Who was it that taught Hercules again? I always forget. Chiron. There we go. Chiron. Chiron is um, the teacher of heroes. So his job is to teach future heroes. He taught Achilles. He taught Hercules. He taught all the great Greek heroes on how to become heroes, which is the mentor. So from the eighth house, which is the underworld, you, you realize, okay, I can no longer go back to the old way of living. My old programming is done. I've completed the test of Virgo to Libra. My higher self has approved of me for me to go on to this journey. It's time for me to face the underworld. I face the underworld, and now I come out with the mentor, the mentor being um, mentor, centaur, centaur. Half yeah, horse, half like, man. <laughs> You see, man, mentor, centaur. I see what they did there. But <laughs> yeah. so, um, so it's like exactly that is now you have a mentor, which is the centaur, and he mm-hmm. teaches you on how to become a hero, which is why Sagittarius is also the philosopher, the teacher. Mm. And he's also mm. Zeus, which is the king of the gods who holds all the wisdom mm. after Doth. So mm. now... Sagittarius is the ninth house. Now, this is where it gets beautiful. What's after the ninth house? Capricorn, Capricorn. right? Mm-hmm. Capricorn, which is the tenth house, is the ruling of the world, which means what? It means that now our hero is ready to face the world. <laughs> so you have to remember, when he started as Aries, it was still a baby. It it's wasn't baby. ready to face. Yeah, it wasn't ready to face the realities of the world yet. It wasn't there because it still lived in the la-la land of, ah, let me just hang out with my family. I just need to do this. I don't really have a The ordinary world. The ordinary world. Exactly. Which is is funny that you you say that, bro, because in the beginning of the episode, when, when I read out the whole template, 
there's 12 steps. It's funny that there's there's 12 steps and then there's 12 zodiac signs, but literally the first step is the ordinary world. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this is not a coincidence, my friend. The zodiacs were invented for this. Trust me. This is not a coincidence. I probably when you told me that there was 12 steps, I was like, oh, I'm about to break his mind. Like, oh man, <laughs> continue on with Capricorn, bro. Continue on. So now the hero is now ready to face the world. A very good example that I like to give of this is the Lion King. So in the Lion King, Simba lived in La La Land. Because, you know, he was the young prince. He could eat whenever he wanted to eat. Every creature in his domain worshipped him. He lived in the la-la land. He never had to fight. He never had to struggle. He lived in a fantasy land. Because the real world is full of destruction and chaos. Mm -hmm. That's the real world. But he lived protected by his father. So he was always protected. Henceforth, he lived in la-la land. Now... By the time that you get to Sagittarius, which is the mentor or Rafiki, mm. you can now get to that level where you're ready to face the world for what it truly is, which is mm. why Capricorn, which is the sea goat, is always climbing the mountain. Because mm. life is a mountain. It's perilous. You can die on the mountain. Many people die on the mountain. Everybody talks about, oh, I've gone to Mount Everest, but how many people have died on Mount Everest? Mm. So, and that's and the reality of life. And, and, and the mountain in, in the Bible, whenever you hear about Mount Sinai or mm. this person went to this particular mountain, the mountain for the people at home who don't know, in, on, in terms of the Bible or in other religious books that you may read, a mountain always represents the head, which is why I want mm. I wanna I wanna just put this part in here because not many people, as Plamedi is saying, are able to climb the mountain. How many people have died? So basically it's how many people have died trying to achieve consciousness, which it it may not necessarily mean a physical death, but how many people have stopped into the journey of trying to mm. find out who God is to climb the mountain. Golgotha, mm. God crucified Bro. at Mount Golgotha. Golgotha meaning place of the skull. So how many people have died trying to climb Mount Everest or trying to see what is within the head? So that's just what I wanted to just put in there. As you said that, it hit me deep. And I was like, oh, let me share this. Let me share this mm, quick. That mountain that's is deep. the head. Literally. And I, and I like that a lot because, and I was, I was saying this, I was something that I wanted to mention to my friend is like, my friend is a big lover of Saturn. Um, he, he's a big lover of Saturn. And I wanted mm -hmm. to always kind of remind people is that people forget that like, you can actually die on this spiritual journey. It is dangerous. Like this concept of like, oh, it's a metaphor. No, you can die for real. And that death mm -hmm. is insanity. Think about Ooh. how many people have been on the spiritual journey and they weren't able to ground themselves, so they lost mm. themselves. It mm. happens all the time, all the mm. time. Mm. So it is very much real. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which is father time. Time oh. comes for everyone, even the gods mm. themselves. Mm. So mm. that's that's the that's the part with that. So just people have to remember that is that remember that when you are going on this journey, when you are ready you to face die. the world. Yeah, you can die. You really can. 
So that's the, that's the 10th house. Now we go from the hero learning to face the world into the 11th house, which is Aquarius, I believe. Ooh, Aquarius. yeah. Yes. And, and, and you said something. I just want to say what Plamedi mm-hmm. said about the fact that you can die on this journey. You should also go to my YouTube. Check out the last video that I did. It was on mental illness and demonic possessions. In there, I actually talk about how some people tapped into the spiritual but could not tap out. So they basically... They oh, okay. Wait, wait, brother, 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 you tapped out a little bit for me. Could you just repeat what you said again? Because you kind of skipped out for a bit. Okay. Well, I think, um, let me, let me, I hope you, my yeah, name, you, can no, you still you hear me? Of course I can hear you. No, I was just saying that, like, you skipped out for, like, five seconds. Oh, so I just wanted oh. to get that again. Um, What were you saying about the part where you're saying... Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still here. Sorry about that. There were some technical difficulties. Let me just do a check-in. Brother Plamedia, are you still with me? Of course, of course. I'm here. Ah, hey, you already know the power that bees always try to stop us every time. You already know that. Man, they can't <laughs> stop the shine. They can't stop the shine. But, brother man, continue, continuing on from where we left, I was talking about how in the last episode, Mm-hmm. that people should check out on, on my YouTube because you spoke about how some people on the spiritual journey, they were not grounded enough. And that now that caused what you would call, what people would call craziness. So I was just telling them that, yo, check out my YouTube video. The last YouTube video I did on Mathics Masango on YouTube video, it's on my YouTube channel. It's actually called Demonic, Demonic. Possession. Mm-hmm and mental illness because like brother Plemetti said it's just that some people were not grounded enough and i think he was about to now get into the 11th house which is aquarius if i'm not mistaken yep yeah brother i just wanted to leave that information that what you said hit me so much that i wanted people to also check out the video that I did because that hit, I was like, Hey, I was just speaking about this not so long ago. So check what brother Plamedi just said right now is actually truth that some people are not grounded enough. And you would look at somebody and you would think that they are crazy, but like we've been hearing from Plamedi. Don't forget that the, the episode is the hero's journey. And right now Plamedi is breaking down the hero's journey, but based on astrology in terms of from Aries to Taurus to Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn. And now he's about to tell us where the hero is in his journey as he enters Aquarius. All right. So this is actually like the the part that's like really trippy with the 11th house, because if you look at the number 11 in numerology, it's the master teacher and it's also the karmic number, you know? So it's, it, there's a beauty to it. So the 10th house is the hero facing the world, learning how to face the world. Now the 11th house is Aquarius. Aquarius rules rebellion, which means that it includes the fighting, which is like, it's, it's fighting, but it's fighting for a higher purpose. 
See, mm. it's very different than when Ares starts in the beginning, or I mean, when Leo becomes the hero. Because when Leo mm. is fighting, you are fighting for the self. You are fighting for your survival. You are Go going shy. through. Mm-hmm. You are going through the underworld. You are going through that moment. So you're fighting for yourself. But once you are instructed by the mentor and you have learned how to prepare, like prepare yourself to go into the world, then truly you can be what a hero is. And a hero is a protector of the people. So mm. that is Aquarius. Um, a good example for people to understand is Bob Marley is an Aquarius. So Bob Marley fights for the people. Now he used music to fight. But he fought. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but yourself. Yes, bro. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. No one but ourselves can free our own minds. It makes sense. He doesn't say can free my mind. He says can free our. Mm-hmm. Because that's so, what Aquariuses do. Oh, he's he so 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 now Aquarius has developed way past Leo in the sense that even though all of them are important, but is, is what you were saying is that Aquarius has moved from the self, the shining in the yeah. heart, which is that it's about me, to mm-hmm. now let's all shine. Exactly. And that's why you notice that the opposite of Leo is Aquarius. Oh, my. Wait. Oh, See? that makes sense. That, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Isn't Leo is a fire sign? Yep. Okay, Aquarius is A, right? Yep. Hmm. Continue on, brother man. Continue so, on. So that's exactly what happens is the higher self version, because there's a higher and lower self version for every single Zodiac. The higher mm-hmm. self version of Leo is Aquarius. And that is learning how to stop fighting for yourself, which is a worthy endeavor in itself, but learning the greater endeavor, which is fighting for the people. Ooh. And that, yes. Ooh, you just said something, you just said something that you said, oh, my question is now, mm-hmm. that there's, there's a higher self and lower self things, like what you just said. Yeah. So is the first duality or the first, because you spoke about the higher self and the lower self in Gemini, yeah. remember? Yeah. So now is Gemini the first lesson of duality? Yes, technically, it- because Gemini is the twins, right? Because it's the, it's the fight between the ego and the higher self, which is why the- people... Yeah, which is why uh-huh. people think that Geminis are two-faced. But they're really not two-faced. It's just that they have that internal struggle within them, which is the ego and the higher self. Mm, mm. Okay, so now going back to Aquarius and Leo. So now Aquarius doesn't fight for the self no more. Aquarius is about the collective. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, now because... Okay. Yes, yeah, okay. so mm-hmm. because now Aquarius is fighting for the people, it is now, it has basically become an embodiment of the collective consciousness. Mm. So, which is what a true hero is. The hero always fights for the people and listens for the people. In fact, a hero is an embodiment 
of the collective consciousness, which is why all heroes have statues. A statue is nothing but a symbolic representation of an agreement that the collective consciousness has made to follow this archetype, which mm. is whoever that hero ends up being. So mm. that is when Aquarius is when the hero becomes the archetype. He evolves from being a human being and he becomes a, a, basically a god. He was a demigod uh, and now he becomes a god. You know, you know who you just explained? You just explained Jesus, bro. Because the disciples of Jesus or the Christ figure, they asked, they said, Rabbi, which is teacher, how will we know that the world is coming to an end? And then he's, not even the world, the age. And then Jesus says that, look, uh, th these are the signs that the 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 ending of the age. That's what the original the the original one was. It wasn't the okay. ending of the world, but the ending of age. Because Jesus was who Jesus. Well, okay, you're gonna get into this. I don't want to spoil it. You're gonna get into it, <laughs> but because it's the last house. But literally, Jesus is the master because now he ascended out of personal which is leo mm -hmm. oh man earlier you said that jesus is always pointing at the heart so mm -hmm. so is is this also a journey of jesus that jesus and aquarius because i'm thinking about how we are now in the age of aquarius and right. it's about a I can see so many downloads are hitting you at the same time. You're having a hard time. time. <laughs> at the same time, I can't even put them into words. I'm like, wait, but this is the age of, bro, everything that you just said is hitting me on so many levels. I'm like, wait, okay, we're going into the age of Aquarius and it's about technology, information and knowledge, but not personal knowledge. It's collective knowledge. So now I'm wondering, I'm like, does this also relate to Jesus's journey too? Yes, and, because like, Jesus is the 13th, right? He is the one that ascended outside. So I'm going to explain that as I get into the last one so I can wrap it up. Um, continue on, please. Yes, brother. Basically, what happens is that Jesus is the one who understands that. Because remember that Jesus said, be of this world, but not of this world, right? Oh. So that means that what he conquered Capricorn of this world, but not of this world, which means he also conquered Aquarius, which means that mm. not only does he not fight for himself, he doesn't even fight for the people. He fights for God. Mm. So he like be of this world, but not of this world. And that's where we get into Pisces. Pisces mm -hmm. is the fish, which is the alpha and the omega. So that that duality of the alpha and the omega is what you could call like the higher self version of gemini so you know how like there was that duality between the ego and the higher self in gemini when the the hero was a human or a demigod uh -huh. now uh -huh. now the god because the the, the 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 hero has become a god the hero has become god or a god sorry has become a god so now think about it your higher self also has a higher self. So in, in, okay. that, du in that duality is um, Pisces. So that Pisces is the alpha and the omega, 
we humans have the ego and the higher self. God has the alpha and the omega. The omega Ooh. is still more powerful than the ego. We can understand that. And mm -hmm. the alpha is still more powerful than the higher self. We can understand that. So mm -hmm. that's exactly what that cycle is. And that's why Pisces is the last one and the last incarnation cycle before it goes back again into like the new incarnation, which would be Aries. Because at that point, you now sit at the Godhead having conquered the lower realms. And now you are now both. You are both the alpha and the omega. You have completed your journey. Yeah, you have completed your journey. And that is the reward that you were talking about. The reward comes from that knowing that Ooh. you have to look at it this way. Whenever you desire something, you're like, oh, man, I want to be a millionaire. I want to make one million dollars. By the time that you reach that one million dollars, the most powerful thing isn't the fact that you have a million dollars. It's the fact that you know how to make a million dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's exactly what the hero's journey was. The hero, when he finally accepted, I want to be a hero. The most powerful thing, the reward is that now he knows how to become a hero. And henceforth, he becomes Chiron. He becomes Sagittarius because Sagittarius was the former hero. Um, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. No way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please relax. And just when you're about to relax, you need to stand up. <laughs> I am not going to allow you to relax after what I have just heard and after what you have just heard. I have never, on a personal level, I have studied a lot of fields, metaphysics, esoteric knowledge, even astrology. But I have never, ever in my life up till had the hero's journey explained that way. And that's why I told you in the beginning that I had this one specific question. And I knew that if I answered just, or if I asked that, that one question as to how the hero's journey pertains to astrology, it would answer all the other questions. So there's no need for me to answer it because you guys heard from the baby. I've, I've learned. I, I was taking notes. My medulla is well, <laughs> is well lit. So I hope if your medulla, but this is good because there's technology. So this was recorded. You could rewind back. But my medulla is well. My medulla is lit. From the baby, from Aries to Taurus, as Aries transcends to Taurus, and as it goes down, down to the Pisces. So we would say that Aries would be the alpha, the beginning, and it ends at the omega, the feet, the understanding, the Pisces. No, 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 no. You have to understand that the zodiac is you go down to go up. Oh. So you start at Aries, which is the baby, which is on top. And then you uh -huh. descend into the underworld and then you rise again in Pisces, so, becoming so, a so god. So you go to Aries and then you go to Pisces. Yes, because the zodiac sign is all about the ascension process. That's what astrology is. It's about the ascension process. Bro, so this is this is Kabbalah, actually. Because yes, um, that's in, exactly why it's taught in the Kabbalah. 
Oh, yeah, because in Kabbalah, there's what they call the involution of God, which is where the spirit of the Most High gets involved in its own creation. That's where God is like, okay, let, let's say it like this. God knows everything that there is to know. Like, let's not right. even God, know it because it wouldn't be God. But right. here's what makes humans special now. God hasn't experienced everything that needs to be experienced, and that's who oh, humanity okay. is. You know, this it, is so beautiful. It makes me think uh -huh. that God is like, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of like God is the nerdy kid in school that knows everything, but like never went out into the world. So he can oh, tell you exactly yes. where Mount Everest is. He oh, can tell you how to make a car, but ask him yes. to put the car together and he doesn't know how to do that. And, 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 and humanity is the part of God that gets to do that. Mm -hmm. That's why we are called to human beings. Because we get to be. Ooh, to live in the most ratchet <laughs> planet. Yeah, but bro. Then, I tell bro. That's what I said the, in the the most advanced one. Because you said earlier gone that um earlier on that heaven. I don't I, I don't know where you said this, but I, I know my Medulla doesn't lie to me. You said something about heaven, heaven. is found in, in hell. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Heaven is found in hell. Exactly. 100%. 100%. And I feel that's what the whole God notion or the goal, the, the God aspect is. It's that God, the most high, knowing all things. Like how you saying being the nerdy kid is like, I mean, I know all these things, but if you imagine God had friends. Oh, my word. Imagine God had a friend and then God's friends come up. They're like, well, he does. He has a friend within himself. Ooh, like, you know how like Woody says in Toy Story, like Toy you story. got a friend Toy in me. Yeah, story too, bro. Exactly, yeah, like, you got a friend in me. It's like that's what God is. Like we were talking oh. about it last time about how like God is the ultimate because He is the difference between humans and God is that humans have to like embody their philosophy and they talk about it. They talk about what they believe and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Human mm -hmm. God has embodied his philosophy to a level so pure that he doesn't even need to talk about it. He allows oh. you to discover it. Oh, no. Plamedi, I'm stopping you. Stop. No. <laughs> no. You are... No. No. <laughs> no. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse this for myself. And because you guys are my followers and I know the type of content and the type of quantity that I give you, I know how to dilute it. This man is not diluting any. He's just giving you the juice. <laughs> I ain't got time for that, bro. I told you, Scorpio, bro. We're supposed to help you reach heaven, bro. So you got to go through the fire. This man tonight doesn't have no water. So I am going to stop plamedi right here because as i said in the beginning that we are going to go through the hero's journey from the top from aries down to pisces and as plamedi just told us that the hero is aries down to pisces and then up again which is kabbalah mm -hmm. which is the, which is the cable which is your belt your belt has to start on one side on the left side the left hand path and then cross all the way to come connect to itself, which is what they also call the Ouroboros. Now, in summing all of this up, is that the snake bites its own tail. 
if you remember the old phones that we had, the 3310 before the touchscreen phones, there was oh, a yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was in the Nokia phone, there was a game called Snake. And if the snake got too big, it would eventually have to bite its own tail. So now we, and let me let, let me also hit you with this family. Tail, what's a tail? A tail is a story. Literally, tell me a tail. Mm. So a tail is a story. So, but no matter where that snake starts in that game, it will eventually have to get big enough or will get big enough to bite its own tail. So that just means that you too, no matter how long it takes, may be weeks, days, years, eons, millennia, at some point you will bite your own tail, which means you will get big for the physical. You will want to go back to the source you will want to get out of here because you will be too big for your box. As Plamini told us tonight, you mm. would have started the youngest series and you would have went through all the processes from Aries down to Sagittarius being the hero, down to Capricorn, to, to, to Aquarius and Pisces, and then back up the ladder again, which is involution and then evolution. That's the step. So at one point, you must go back to God. And that's why I wanted to release this episode. Because this episode does not only just pertain to spirituality, but this is right. a spiritual podcast. We are giving off spiritual information to the people. So you can take this and apply it in business. But I don't, I don't want, I don't need, I don't want to have people that thinks the downloads are real the downloads are real <laughs> this man this if you don't stop him he will keep going for another 30 minutes like i'm bro. mad i'm concluding bro i'm con after what you just told me i must tell them that i don't just want people who are going to go on a hero's journey on a business level or on a spiritual level i want them to be on both I don't exactly, because real spiritual mastery is conquering the physical and the spiritual. Because again, the exactly. hero conquers Capricorn and then eventually becomes Pisces, which is My the Alpha and the Omega. Exactly, exactly. I had After what you just dropped to me tonight, I had to let them know that if you are listening to this and you have not Googled anything about chakras, or if you are listening to this and all you Google about are chakras, then both of y'all have a problem. Both mm, of y'all You, Yeah, how need... can you truly be spiritual and not love the creation that God made? How can Ooh. you not love... You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. You love to be with God, but you don't love what God created? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come on. Exactly. No so, with, so with Brother Plamedi, ladies and gentlemen, having... Being here on this show, thank you. The fourth episode. In conclusion, yeah. I just want to say that we are all in a hero's journey. You at home listening to this from wherever you may be, and I'm so grateful because I've got people from Namibia, I've got people from Canada. Brother Plemeli is actually in Canada. I've got people from the United States, I've got people from Germany, people from Australia, South Africa who listen to this chili even i think people from chili also listen to this oh, so no. you guys are all over the world and 
I love that you are going to be hearing this from wherever in the world you will be. And guess what? You will be able to relate. Why? Because we are all on a similar monadic hero's journey. Because we, we are one. We are. We are one. We definitely are one. So, Brother Plamedi, I'm just going to ask you to save your last two cents for the people at home. If there's anything that you would just like to give them, it could have been based on today. It could have, not, bro, after what you just said, like, just the, your I last two cents. And then I'm, I'm going to try to wrap it up because I want to make sure that everything gets into this perfectly. Please. Um, <laughs> um, I would like to remind you, if you're listening to this, that life is a crazy journey and there are going to be times in it in which like you'll feel like giving up. And that's supposed to happen. You're supposed to get broken because you have to remember that diamonds are made under pressure. So if you can remember that diamonds are made under pressure, you'll remember that Truly, you are not a piece of coal because coal by itself is worthless. But when it's put under pressure, it becomes diamonds. So whatever you're going through in life right now, understand that as long as you have love, gratitude, and you, you put God first, you have that relationship with God first, you will always shine. Even in the darkest moment, even when you really feel like there's nothing that can be done you will prevail as long as you have the God within you. So learn to love others, learn to see yourself within other people and follow the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would love to be done unto you. And we'll live into a future that we can all be proud of. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for those lovely words. Thank you for those kind, heartwarming, heartfelt, inspiring, universal words brother plimidi thank you so much for joining us my brother thank i cannot thank you enough oh you're no welcome bro no problem no problem i'm honored i'm honored like i said it's always an honor talking to you bro it mom oh man like i am going to listen to this episode i think four or five times i have an obsession yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this episode too. I already, I told you this one's going to be special. I told you this one was going to be special. This one is beyond. This one is beyond. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to everybody all around the world who is tuning in, listening to this podcast. This is. <sighs> wrap it up, buddy. Come on, man. Don't do this. <laughs> Uh, let me let me wrap it up because uh, oh, I wanted to tell them how this is just the beginning, but I'm like, let, let's just show them. I wanted to tell yeah, them that perfect, the exactly. Beginning. I like that. Let's just show them, fam. Let's just show them. I like that. Show so, in concluding, this is just the beginning to me, to Plamidi, and to all of you listening. It's only the beginning, it's only the beginning. So, right. thank you for tuning in to this particular episode. This is where we're going to wrap it up. You were with me, your host, Mathix Mashangu. You were tuning into Awakening Conversations, and we were joined today by our very special guest who has his own podcast, Plamedi, called The Awake, uh, the Emotionally Honest One. You could also check him out on Spotify. In fact, follow him after you listen to this podcast. You could also find him on Anchor as well. 
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. And once again, Brother Plamedi, thank you for blessing us with your presence and taking off the time from your very busy schedule, from doing whatever it is that you are doing, that side changing the world, to come and enlighten us, brother. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem, man. It was an honor to talk to you, to talk to everybody else. And I wish you guys peace, love, and abundance. You know what it is. Brother, man, with you saying that, I'm also out. There's nothing left for me to say because Plamedi done said it all. It was said all in this episode. Catch him again because he's going to be again. I just don't know which episode, but I'm definitely going to bring back Brother Plamedi on. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Mathix Masangu, Awakening Conversations with me, and I am out. Peace out. Much love to you all, family.